What's up, you guys? It's December 7th? Hold on. I feel like I'm about to lie. I feel like I'm about to lie. No, 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 I'm right. <laughs> it's December 7th, uh, Sunday. December 7th, to be exact. And I felt like there were some things that we needed to discuss. Um, so far... I've been doing these kind of posts on Mondays, I think. But, you know, the spirit has moved me tonight. And, uh, well, because it's been a very interesting weekend. Very interesting week. And, I don't know. I had a lot of stuff I wanted to say. So, here we are. (sighs) I feel like I should separate it into groups or like sections I feel like separating it into sections will be best so uh, I will say this um, I'm going to tell you all the story of um, the overworking chef the displaced transplant and the perils of dealing with unexpected death and what that looks like so let's start from the beginning yeah I feel like that'll be safe um which puts us as the overworked chef you know most of y'all who know know that um I work for myself and solely myself now I have been since the top of the original pandemic (laughs) I feel like we in like I don't know uh, pandemic update 2.1 at this point so from the original pandemic I went into solely working for myself out here in Austin which has been hard as fuck I am not going to lie to you uh, for many people who know me know that uh, I did not have a vehicle while I was doing that so I was and I didn't charge extra for the fact that I would have to take a chunk out of what should be profit to pay for a rental and gas and all that kind of stuff. No, I just charged a regular transit fee. No one ever knew that I didn't actually have a vehicle because it was not discussed. I felt like it didn't need to be discussed. It was nobody's goddamn motherfucking business. And I still did what I had to do regardless. Um, (laughs) So yeah, there's that. But, um, you know, it's always been in the back lobe of my mind that I do these events and I was driving all over the place for a year and a half, two years, really, and did not have a vehicle here and was, and people still didn't want to pay my prices. And so it it puts some stuff in perspective sometimes, you guys, where it's like, you know that you're already underpricing your value. You know that you're not charging enough for what you do. And then in the back of your head, you're like, I already know that as well. A third of what I should be getting as profit is going to go to me renting a car and doing what I have to do in that respect. And if something's wrong with that car, then I have to pay this, that, and the other. Because that's happened that's happened a couple of times as well so uh, perspective perspective changes things sometimes and, and definitely that for me so we hit December now 
and uh, I did my first and only actual event of the month, which gives me the rest of the month off. And there's a huge part of me that's happy about that because I know that a break is something I need and I deserve and that's great, great and wonderful. But then also as a business owner and a solo business owner and as a person who works specifically directly for themselves, the other side of that coin is, well, fuck, if I'm not booking something, that means I'm not making money. So as much as I would love to have a vacation, or not a vacation, or just a staycation, or just a break, and Lord knows I've needed it this year, I still need to make money to survive. It's so hard to explain that, that, that dynamic to people when they don't work for themselves or they're not working for themselves in the field that I am. It's really hard to break down what that space looks like because everybody doesn't get it it's like yo I work for me so if I don't work I don't eat (sighs) but I digress part one Uh, part two the life of the displaced transplant Uh, I have learned for me that um, it has not been the easiest thing for me to connect with people who are actually from this general area. And I've never lived in a state, city, whatever, country, where I couldn't connect with people. Now, don't get me wrong, that's not saying that I haven't connected with people because I have But people who are, like, from here or have been here for a while or things of that nature, they move a certain kind of way that's just, to me, disrespectful as fuck. So I'm going to tell you guys a story. Uh, Last year, a couple of months before this time frame, or maybe a month before this time frame, I started doing the podcast, right? The culinary podcast called Patchwork. And I started talking to people of color, specifically the brown and black folks that I had come in contact with, about what their experience was on this planet and what their uh, thought process was when it came to them doing the things that they do in the culinary and hospitality field. And um, in the same vein of doing that, people would recommend people to me that they feel like I should talk to. And I had a particular person that I knew of that I had worked with at another space. And he suggested that I talk to this woman that he had worked with. And he was like, she'll be perfect for this. And she'll love you because she's all about women of color and this, that, and the other that are owning their own businesses and doing their own thing in this career field. Okay, great. So I interviewed her for the podcast and I'm not going to hold you. It was one of the best interviews, best interviews that I did uh, during the whole podcast time frame. And then I found out that she uh, had this gathering at her house that was named under a certain name. And I'm not going to name all that kind of stuff because I honestly feel like at this point now, if she were to hear that, I don't know, I would be the type of person that she would possibly sue So to protect my space, not going to say the name of what it was, 
but it was a gathering and everybody could come people could come if you um signed up to come or whatever reached out and said you wanted to come and if you wanted to bring a guest you had to define why you thought that guest was important to the purpose things of that nature nothing that I was against so I did that right I I went I think once or twice alone because I'm really kosher with going to places alone and then I invited a, a really good friend of mine that I had met here and we went there and uh, everything was kind of copacetic, kind of cool or whatever. And toward the end of the night, uh, the hostess, uh, this woman in question that I'm speaking of, and my friend had a conversation where she ripped him to shreds solely because of the fact that he was male and he was white and he was present. And he told me about this in small details on the way of us going back to uh, my apartment complex but I you know everybody had been drinking not using that as an excuse but saying that people were drinking and so I don't remember I didn't remember all the bits and pieces until the next day and then we talked about it again and then I found out that she came at him very disrespectfully and that pissed me the fuck off and I'm gonna tell you guys why it pissed me off because I had invited somebody that I cared about to come to something that I thought was good for me that would be good for him and she came at him crazy for no reason so I let it ride for a week after I found out the details or some details and then I reached out because it just didn't sit well with me so I, I reached out to her to find out a little bit of what happened but I I framed it in a way of I want to know if he said something to you disrespectfully that I need to clock him on. That was pretty much how I framed it. Did I think that's what happened? Absolutely not. Because I know this person. But I wanted to know what she was going to say. Her response to me was uh, that um, she doesn't remember really what happened. And she's fine. It's okay. He can come again if he wants to. Because... Like, you know, she had been drinking and she doesn't recall everything. And I found that to be interesting. Because I feel like at a certain age, you shouldn't use alcohol as a crutch or as a defense or for choices that you made because this is who you are and this is your character. But whatever, that's me. I mean, I've fucked up in life before. I've drank too much or that I've said some offline shit to people that I don't recall. But what I've always said when that happens or if I've done things is like, you know, my behavior was not okay. Uh, I'm sorry. I don't remember what I did, but that doesn't mean that my behavior is okay. So I went to another one of these gatherings alone. And I kind of brought it up in a certain kind of way. Uh, to her and she says to me and I quote she doesn't care even if she did offend him it doesn't matter cause she doesn't give a fuck and so I, I had mentioned a couple of times about her and I collaborating on something at this gathering that she does because she collaborates with people and I had noticed over the past courses of weeks that she was collaborating with the same individuals 
and I said, yo, we should collaborate. We should do something together. I always want to cook with people. I'm all I'm here for the experience and, and creation and all that kind of stuff. And she's told me that I would have to get in line because she has so many people that's trying to work with her. Yada, yada, yada. But I'm not saying that that's invalid. I don't know her life like that. But I was just like, hmm, I don't know. It just came across a little pompous. And especially, again, noticing that everybody that was coming up was the same people over and over again. So, and then also knowing how she didn't give a fuck about how she offended my friend. I was like, you know, before I left that night, I said, it's okay. I know you don't think I'm good enough to be part of this thing that you do. So, I mean, it's fine. I mean that. So y'all, I, I told y'all all of that to tell you all of this about this uh, displaced transplant situation. Um, I don't regret saying what I said. Uh, I think a week or so afterwards, I was removed from uh, being able to come to this gathering. I I was on the outs, outsider, all that kind of stuff. And I mean, at the end of the day, now did anyone say anything to me about that? Absolutely not. No one said anything to me. No one gives a fuck. Because I've noticed that out here with the industry or just how people move out here in general, nobody can come forward about how they actually feel or what they want to say. Like, people just, like, throw a rock and hide their hand. And if you say something to them and you're, like, upfront and forward about it, then they're offended, but they won't say anything. And I don't know. I just, that mentality does not sit with me. I don't understand that mentality. It's strange. It's awkward. It's weird. And this is the kind of stuff that makes me feel like I don't fit out here. Because if I'm bothered by something, I will say it. If I'm curious about something, I will ask it. If I like something and love it, I will say so. And I don't understand that whole dynamic of not saying what you mean and meaning what you say that's weird to me but yeah I got removed no one said anything to me I just stopped getting the invitation I reached out and asked about that didn't get an answer back wasn't surprised uh people who were associates of said person that I was supposed to do other projects with just completely just you know denounced me or whatever didn't reply to any of my messages so I just had to say fuck it because <laughs> I mean I'm not gonna apologize for saying what I said because I meant exactly what I said and and also having the integrity that I have I think it's absolutely downright disrespectful to treat somebody like shit that you don't know and then cloak that in the fact that oh you were drunk when we're in our 20s we can get away with that to an extent when you're in your 30s you need to do better (sighs) but I have had a I won't say hard it has not been easy for me to fit in with people here because uh, people who are from this area because we just move vastly differently part 3
what's part three again, y'all? You know what? I don't even remember myself. Part three. Dealing with unexpected death. There's no part of me that was prepared to lose my father this year. And in full disclosure, I struggle every day with what that looks like for various reasons. One, my father went into the hospital in November of last year. And we started talking every day. One of the things I would tell my mom all the time is that, like, because I I talk to my mother every single day because we've always been together. When my mom and my dad got divorced, I was with my mom. And so because of that, I'm used to talking to my mom every day. She's literally my best friend. And I hate that it took my dad going into the hospital for me to talk to him. Well, no, I won't say that. Over the past four to five years, I talked to my dad every day, if not every other day, on the phone. Like, um, but I do feel like while he was in the hospital we got much 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 closer and in in hindsight I think that's because he knew that he didn't uh, have that much time left and I I, I didn't I didn't know that I didn't know and uh I struggle with this guilt sometimes that I feel like I should have gotten closer to my father or much earlier than the time that I did. But, you know, you can't question life and life is set up in a way that's really not about you. But uh, I hate it. And, uh, when my dad died, one of the things that stuck out to me the most is a conversation that I had with his wife that, um, I have nothing for. I ain't gonna hold y'all. I don't. Uh, when she said to me that, uh, my dad hated me my whole life because I used him for money. And none, none, of, none of this is true. None of this is factual. I know that. But it's just the fact that when you already feel like you could have been a better daughter in certain aspects when it comes to because the thing about me and my father and my mom used to tell me all the time is that we were very 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 alike and she would say that that's why we bumped heads so much 
and so like uh, growing up I felt like I needed to be perfect I always had to be perfect and I struggled with that for so long I remember when I was in college my first year of college at LSU it was 2001 so y'all can figure out what my age is and um, my mom had got a couple of student loans to help out with stuff but she could only do so much she did as much as she could I realize that now and uh, I remember I was on the phone with my dad one day and I told him that I needed some money because what I was getting for student loans over half of it I was sending to my mom so she could buy groceries and things of that nature and because of that I wasn't I, I survived off of ramen well this is college y'all so I mean I guess we all survived off of ramen but I survived off of ramen and uh, Frosted Flakes when I was at LSU when I used to have to walk cross campus like very far to do stuff and when I first started I was like 200 about 5'4 and when I first started school I was like 250 pounds and then uh part way through I think semester number one I lost probably like about 45 50 pounds and I remember I was having a conversation with my father and I was telling him like just what was going on and I don't know. I don't know where the break, the communication always went, but I remember my dad said to me on the phone one day, he said, well, you losing weight. Isn't that what you want? And in my head, I was like, but I didn't want it this way. And that's all it kind of took for me to just cut communication. I just stopped talking to him. I just, I stopped. Oh, God. that was one of the hardest things to take in and so I stopped talking to my dad and I had and I think I didn't talk to my dad too much then for like a good four or five years something like that a bunch of other stuff happened too <laughs> not done uh, a bunch of other stuff happened too and uh, I just uh, I didn't talk to my dad or my mom and, and that's a big thing because I'm the only child and yeah, it's just, it, it was what it was. So I said all that to say that when his wife said this whole thing about my dad hated me because of yada, 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 insert whatever bad real bullshit she said, it, it really hurt me because I already have been struggling with some point of guilt where I felt like I should have let go of of a lot of my animosity towards my father earlier than I did in life before he passed. Which also, I think, in hindsight, is why now I'm very adamant about dealing with shit when it happens, addressing it, and moving on. I don't want to hold on 
to to think no more. I feel like uh, I'll never be happy that way. I mean, we'll get into why I feel like I'll never be happy in general, fully, but that's another story for another time. But I do feel like I held on longer than I needed to, to to the pain and animosity and anger, and it literally took me losing my father to realize that so, I feel like I held on to this longer than I needed to. And I'm not trying to take any of that with me uh, into 2022. I feel like I've been rambling. Y'all gonna probably get a lot of this, though, as we close out this year. This has been a hell of a year for me, man. And, uh... It's... It's it's been a lot. I mean, that's all I can really say. It's it's been a lot. I've learned a lot. I've grown a lot. I've changed a lot. And I'm starting to learn that the only way that I can get genuine peace is to forgive myself for the fact that I am fucking human and I will never be perfect and I will always make mistakes and I will always criticize myself for choices that I made that were based out of what made the most sense to me at the time. all I got if the pursuit of happiness comes on the cornerstone of the juxtaposition of peace then you gotta learn how to forgive yourself because you can't truly love yourself (laughs) if you don't forgive yourself the choices you made so that is what I'm trying to lean into in this December so that when I get to January I can be a little more hopeful I feel like I rambled a lot again tonight y'all and sneezed Jesus but hopefully some of the things I said here made some sense happy Sunday early Monday we got a lot to unpack this month get ready 